Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you struggle with getting too many laughs? Always making people entertained? Getting jokes done? Being funny? Well, if you're like me, then you might have suffered from all these problems in the past. But now, there's an easy answer. I've just completed my first course in how to be less funny. And let me tell you, it's changed my life. So why don't you follow in my footsteps and learn how to be much less funny and future editions of Parkdate will demonstrate this by being much less funny. So look at our website for full details of this course and sign up now for the low price of 29 dollars Hello, hello. Welcome to Park Date. Um, a couple of apologies. Uh, first of all, we were supposed to run the Mark Thomas interview uh, at the end of 2022 so we could time with Mark's tour days, but we missed that. Sorry, Mark, and sorry, Bex, but we're going to run it today. Mark Thomas, of course, famous for um, uh, the Mark Thomas comedy product and the Mark Thomas product. Uh, two of my favourite Channel 4 TV shows when I was growing up, they were brilliant. Uh, Mark's also done shows like Bravo Figaro and 100 Small Acts of Descent, and no doubt will be on tour again soon in 2023, so check out his uh, website, which is um, markthomasinfo.co.uk, and you can see all the dates when they appear on there. Thank you so much, Mark. We talked in Streatham Cemetery. And that's what you're going to hear in a minute. Um, I also have to apologise for never reading out the reviews because uh, I've had complaints. Um, so let's read out some reviews. Um, Andre DLM. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend I don't know. <laughs> let's just say here's a review from somebody. Uh, it says. Chris keeps the interviews relaxed and light whilst moving at good pace. Would definitely recommend. Also, uh, could easily see this as an Anthony Bourdain style show on Netflix. Netflix, take notes. Uh, but Gal94 says, um, uh, such a relaxing listen. Love anything that encourages people to stop and take a closer look at their surroundings. Jellybean Men says, this show is really funny unscripted unedited conversations um, well some of it's scripted and some of it's supposed to be edited but anyway uh, definitely one of the more quirky interview podcasts out there Anonymous Yogi says tremendous funny entertaining and insightful highly recommended uh, Rebecca Likes Parks can't wait to hear the sketches in the interviews 
Totally Mexico 333 says, I once awoke in a field in Warwickshire to find my leg being pecked by an angry ostrich. All my money and cash cards had vanished. I was sons I was so sunburned and I had to walk home in my le- leather gimp outfit. I can't even read this one. But listening to this podcast made that experience look like a fortnight in Crete. Charming. Keep your reviews coming. Um, the best review is going to win a prize. I'm going to deliver uh, personally uh, some booby prizes to all these people, but they'll be good prizes if you leave reviews. Uh, don't forget the socials at Part Day Podcast. And do enjoy this episode with the brilliant Mark Thomas. Welcome to Streatham Cemetery in uh, Tooting, South London. I'm here with Mark Thomas. Mark, thank you for joining me today. That's an absolute pleasure. This is one of the most, um, it's one of the most beautiful, little reflective, quiet places. I come here to run. This is where I go running. This is your running track. So I, when I'm doing, because what happens is I run, I get up to about 7k, then have an injury, and then stop, and then can't do it, and then have to go back to the beginning to the couch to 5k, which is a lot of huffing, puffing, spitting, and, you know, all of that. So actually, it's quite nice to do it in a place where, one, there aren't that many people, Um, two, the majority of them are dead, (laughs) <laughs> three um, it's actually a quiet little place and it's away from the roads yeah um, and, and it's very beautiful I always love the, the amount of yew trees um, that are around here and also the, the, there's some beautiful pines there's some lovely you've got holly you get all sorts yeah you can smell it in the air can't you though? it's a beautiful little place and what you get in, the, in what I love about this cemetery and indeed the one over in Lambeth which is mm. I actually live between the two cemeteries and a hospital so I'm sorted but they have um, what I love is they have very distinct areas yeah so and I love this as well what we're walking up to which is a war grave and you can see the war grave commission have actually kind of put a new tombstone here there's loads of them here right and um, yeah there's there's tombs all around us and graves all around us and here's a yeah here's a more recent one this one well this is from a petty officer Pauline Mary Gompers who died in 1945 just before the end of the war And, and and Age 23. So, yeah. You know, that's, that is a, an amazing thing. You saw, There's also, if you go just around the other side, there's all the firefighters who died during the Blitz, which is a very sort of... A, a very yeah, moving... Poignant, yeah. Very poignant and moving thing. What I love is you sometimes get all the different mourners who come here. Do mm. you know what I mean? All the different people who've come to tend to graves as well. Some of them are a bit of disrepair, you know. Um... But sometimes you get families and they come out and there's a big, and they'll have a picnic in the summer. Do you know what I mean? And I l- rather like that, yeah. um, that you have a picnic uh, around a grave. Yeah. Uh, and, and remember, so and come together as a family and exactly. celebrate. Exactly, and cele- celebrate a life. Yeah. Uh, you want to you be careful of, uh, of the running, by the way, Mark. I, you, you're talking to a former, former runner. I had to give up. Because I completely busted my knee, Ow. so you, you, need to, you, yeah. need to do, you need to do those stretches. I do the stretches. Yeah. It's just one day I decided to do. I would jump from six k, taking a real mm. sort of quiet plod, to I'd try and do a speedy seven. Yeah. And at the end of it, my my ankle was kind of like, okay, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> what I love as well is in tooting. So you get all these paths. It's, it's, mm. There's a big circuit. 
But for running, this is perfect. I love all the fact we've got all the conkers coming down and the squirrels yes. just going nuts. Exactly, squirrels love you, the conkers. If you go up here, right, because this crisscrosses, there's loads yeah. of paths that crisscross the entire cemetery. So actually, as a runner, you can time your routes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You can you can time it. If you know the area, you know which route to run up, and you go right. I can make it back to the gate in time for the for the run to finish. Yeah. It's also rather. I mean, the great thing about a, a, a cemetery is it's. Um, I mean, some. I, I, I used to. I remember going round. Um, you know looking for names when the kids were about to be born yeah he's sort of walking around cemeteries think we're going we're going at Eunice <laughs> no yeah you know there, old timey names yeah yeah there's also there's um in Lambeth Cemetery which is actually sort of just opposite us on the other side of the flats um, one of the great music hall comedians is buried a guy called Dan Lino Dan Lino was the man who um he's credited with creating the Panto Dame. Oh. He was the greatest Panto Dame. He was also an incredibly popular, funny musical uh, performer who was sort of top of the bill. Um, so Dan Lino. Dan Lino in Lambeth Cemetery, yeah. And I've always sort of said that when I go, scatter my ashes on Dan Lino's grave. That's where, <laughs> that's where you're going to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect place. But I think cemeteries are actually really interesting places. I love to go to them. Uh, Abney Cemetery in Stoke Newington. I don't know yeah. if you've been to that one near where I live is really really interesting Let's as well take you up this way should we go up this way what I think is 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 also you know I'm kind of I, I like the disarray of the tombstones mm. there's something that sort of mimics the fra- fragility yeah. of human well, existence there's a few um, that have yeah kind of to- toppled over and yeah well yeah, there's you know headless states. angels which normally <laughs> would would evoke something of horror yeah but in a, in a graveyard they're kind of oh that's fair enough there's um I want to try and find it because there's a lovely loop all the way up and back. Should we do that? Um, what I also love is is the fact that you get, especially in in Lambeth Cemetery, you get areas. So there's a kind of Muslim area, mm-hmm. um, there's a Hindu area, there's a Jewish area, there's a Tamil area. Right. And it's really right. so. And sometimes you go up there and they've got all the Tamil tigers' flags, which oh, are right. <laughs> actually illegal to fly. They're a prescribed right. organisation. And um, so, but the Tamil Tigers flags are all up on the cemetery. <laughs> I love that. Don't tell Lambeth, they'll go nuts. Right. But I really enjoy the sort of fact that actually even... Yeah. Let's have a look at this one here. What's this one over here? This is... Um, so this one, this person here, this is a war go from 1920. E-Hall. Hall. You know, it's a very... They always kind of... There's something really interesting about yeah. it. There's something... It's so interesting to read... The, yeah. There's tombstones as well, isn't it? And to see the, the sometimes we see families buried together, that kind of thing. And yeah, it's the, it, obviously. But there's also this just fact, you know, here you are in South London. Mm. You, know, you know, this is relatively quiet. Yeah. We've got the helicopter. I think this great thing about this place is the helicopter is going to land on the helicopter pad for St, St. George's. George's right? Yeah. And I, I can see it from my back window. I love it. Yeah. I, for me, there is no greater sort of like 
symbol, if you like, for the lengths that we'll go to try and look after each other than a helicopter coming into land. Because you know that there's a paramedic team, there's an ambulance, there's a police, there's a whole group of people, there's all that team on the hospital who are on the, on the helicopter, then all the staff ready to go, they're gonna, yeah. all the surgeons, all the people. You, you know, I once witnessed when I was doing, I was, did a show about the NHS, I was embedded for a month at St Mary's Hospital in Paddington. And I spent a night on the um, major trauma unit so there's four major trauma units in London. And um, it's where you go to if you've been in a major terrorist incident or a car crash or s- stabbed or shot. And um, I accidentally... I thought I was going there for a tour around. I accidentally sort of stayed the night till the early morning, you know. And um, Well, they didn't have you operating on people, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was quite dramatic. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, uh, and there was a person who came in who, was, um, who had gone through a first floor story window. Mm. They'd gone through a window, they're pissed. And they, uh, you see that one of the emergency, it's quite a small space, and one of the emergency procedures is what you make, it's, it's a laparotomy, you make these um, cuts in the side to get rid of the blood that's building up right. from the eternal bleeding. So you just go, and then, and then CPR begins, and it's like, yeah, so it's full on. And, I, and, and they all started moving them up to the operating theatre because they were going to operate on them. And it was kind of like, Mark, follow me. And I just followed this guy who was leading the team mm. and um, ran up there with the police and all this kind of stuff. Police had to wait outside. They had to be there because, you know, didn't know whether there was sort of, it was a murder or anything like that. And um, the person died on the table. It was really quite mm. sort of a dr- dramatic. And what was really moving was um, the fact there were, must have been a minimum of 35 people trying to save this person's life. Yeah. Giving that person the best chance. Exactly. And so it was something very moving about seeing... Whenever you see one of those things, yeah. I always kind of think of that. It's so true, Mark, exactly. The lengths we go to, and surely the NHS is, is our pr- proudest achievement, really, isn't it, as a, as a it's country? It's got to be one of them. It's got to be one of social them. Social housing and... Yeah. The NHS. Now, look, here you've got... I think this... I'm right in remembering this is the fire brigade. Right. This is all the... Um, From the... Now, have what? I got this right? Let's have a look. So there's a row of... Uh, row so there's two rows here. Two rows, uh, yeah. These are... These people... So you've got people from the Air Force, you've got people from the... Um, now, where are we? So you've got people from all sorts... Uh, uh, this isn't the fire brigade bit, but I will try and find that for you. Yeah, these are mili- military yeah, graves. These, these are military very, graves. very new, so people Well, the War Graves Commission actually sort of come up and they try yeah. and sort of make sure that the graves are well kept. Yeah. So there are some relatively new ones, despite the fact that this person here died in 1941. Yeah. Um, but it's... Yeah, very well cared for. There's something very beautiful about them, really. I think the thing about World War I and World War II is you're looking at conscripts. Yeah. So you're looking at people who have been forced to join um, and and have sort of... They didn't really have an option in this. Yeah. Um, And there's something rather moving about that. Uh, Here we go. This is it, isn't it? This This is the fire brigade. brigade. So you've got... Auxiliary fire service. Now, I've never seen this before. So you've got a whole row. What is it? Two, four, six, eight, ten. Ten graves here. Mm. Um, and you've got, you see, they died. These two, these people here, they, they all died on the same, the same incident. Day, right? of November, so they've died on an incident 
on, in, on the 16th yeah. of November and you can see all the way up to here you've got people who died on the 6th those two died yeah. on the same instant they died on the same instant of you've got five people here six people here who died on the yeah. same instant you've got three here it's quite I mean that's a block do you know what I mean there's quite yeah. a moving thing that these are firefighters who that's have very gone powerful to that's right at the start of the Blitz November 1940 and D.E. House just 18 so yeah. pretty young and you've young, got Marjorie uh, Winifred Davis yes Marjorie you know Winifred so Davis, you've got these firefighters firemen yeah. uh, who's died um, and you've got firemen she's buried so mm. you've got firewoman Marjorie Davis who's buried with fireman um, S.G. Duvergier mm. you know that's quite a, a, an amazing thing it is isn't it the auxiliary fire service yeah I've not seen that in a graveyard before it's good good to see so many yeah, so many people's lives celebrated in different different ways. Yeah, but you've also got... The, I mean, this is just the best place to run in because mm. you've got this nice gradual incline, right? But also, if you're not quite up to it, you can nip across. <laughs> you, just, you can do the Do a little diagonals. cut through. Yeah. And I, during the lockdown, I used to... Were well, you in here a lot doing, uh, doing your... Yeah, yeah, I do it Government-allowed exercise. I would also meet my kids for tea. Yeah. I would meet my kids for socially distanced... <laughs> uh, and bring thermoses full of that's know, a good idea isn't it look at that that's lovely isn't it yeah <laughs> there's a parakeet that has mer- you know the, the rumour was that parakeets started at, at Richmond right right at Richmond Park I've heard so many rumours oh, yeah, about yeah. where they came from yeah well the, my favourite one is that Jimi Hendrix released <laughs> the, the parakeet right? let's believe I that love, one that's oh yeah the best story. I mean that's the one that I love Absolutely, to believe that yeah. Jimi Hendrix released the parakeet <laughs> all related to but what's Jimi amazing Hendrix. is they've just come across <laughs> South London they're yeah. just absolutely everywhere they are aren't um, they? <laughs> <laughs> they're such noisy buggers but they're very colourful they are um, and I love the fact that um, <laughs> whenever me and my kids, you know the way you get little kind of family things. Whenever we see yeah, the family parak- injuries, yeah, yeah, we see the parakeets and go, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I think I might have to steal that. So <laughs> next time, next time anyone sees a parakeet, that's what we have to say, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and shake your fist to this guy. Exactly. Let's come and have a sit down here because yeah, it's quite perfect. a nice little place to. Let's do that. Breather. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of benches as well, isn't there? So you can kind of contemplate. I always like. I don't know about you, Mark. You know, when people have their their inscriptions on benches as well in in regular yeah. parks, I always think that's quite a nice. Um, I like that. I love the fact as well that when um, there's the uh, League of Supervillain Artists in Liverpool, and when the government introduced thing, which was a public, um, was it public? Um, it was a PC, uh, PSPC. It was a, it was the public space protection mm. order. That's right, PSPO. And um, what it meant was councils could introduce laws that would make things that were legal illegal without having to go through Parliament. So they would say things like sleeping in this area is yeah. illegal, and so you'd have an on-spot fifty quid fine. So homeless people obviously have fifty quid on them. So you would <laughs> then have to go to court. And you could end up with a thousand pound fine. Yeah, you know, which is ridiculous. Anyway, they banned one in in um, Chester. They banned people sleeping or sitting down in the centre. Right. So people went around with um, and put those little brass plaques on yeah. on benches, going, "It is illegal to sit here." Oh. You know, and also, <laughs> and it was, you know, it was it was like a, a public declaration of piss taking. Yeah. <laughs> There's something great about the way that. Th- those public monuments, public memorials, pub- like, that, there was um, 
there's a train station in I think it's Switzerland and it had a plaque there and it was a, a band I think the band Yellow right the lead singer was going to be at this plaque on midnight at such and such a date so it didn't actually commemorate mm. something that had happened it just said he's going to be here and I loved that yeah do you know what I mean that little subversive twist on it I always that like those things um and of course we've got what is great about South London as well is you've got if you, you go around this graveyard you go around other graveyards you go around the, the River Wandle which is just not far away and uh, in fact you go around George's St George's you walk around it there's loads of fruit trees right you can you help yourself yeah you literally <laughs> what's the can. best fruit you can get off the trees Mark? well you got you, you get apples and apples things. you can get yeah. apples you can get uh, cherry plums which are absolutely amazing yeah. Um, you can blackberries. get uh, you can get cherries. There are cher- there's loads of blackberries. Blackberries are sort of like the herpes of the fruit. <laughs> they, um, you can get cherries. There's a couple of cherry trees along the Wandle, which are lovely yeah. hazelnut trees. Um, but you can also do things like there's you can forage for um, horseradish leaves. Horseradish leaves, particularly. I mean, if you pick the root and put it in your garden, just beware because it will spread like wildfire. Right. Um, but you can use the leaves, and it's really there's. I found a beautiful recipe um, from the north of India on the sort of Pakistan Kashmir border of using horseradish leaves to make sarg paneer. Mm, sounds great. It is brilliant. It is brilliant. Well, it sounds like you could do a you could do a kind of pop up supper club in your house with foraged South London food. I would love to do that. Yeah, I would. I think that's a brilliant thing to do. Um, there is also like wild garlic I love using yeah, wild garlic because I was nice touring earlier wild in the pesto. year nice. well I was touring earlier in the year and there was loads and loads of what so we'd go up we're performing in Creef which is in Scotland which is just just before the Highlands start and I, I was went running I said to the bloke is there a good route he goes I'll tell you it's a good route Show the, I, fortunately the guy putting on the gig ran the local Harriers right so he was able to show me and we went running along this river it's just covered in wild garlic so I just picked bags of the fucking stuff the whole the dressing room stank the, the whole place everything stank well your suitcase was just full on the train back yeah 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 and you, but the great thing is is to cook it fresh yeah. just to cook it um, the, the wild garlic pesto I'm sure is lovely but I, I, I'm just a big fan of get it cook yeah. it in something or put it in something and just yeah. eat it yeah yeah, it's really nice. There's a park uh, in Highbury, Highbury Fields, where people grow the wild garlic and then they, they kind of put a basket of it with a little sign saying, please take the wild oh, garlic. It's very, nice. very nice. When you see things like that, it kind of warms your It does warm the cockles a little of your heart. You see I that think you're absolutely right. Well, the community nice is absolutely that. intrinsic to these public spaces. Community, yeah. You know, <laughs> the community are here. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, Whether they want to be or not. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be here. Yeah. Um, there's also something like parks um, especially in London I think are really amazing beautiful places and yeah. they've obviously got history to them um, some of them if you go to um, like Richmond obviously has got the deer it's a deer park mm. it, was in, it was a chase yeah. do you know what I mean and the chases come from Norman times this is when William the Conqueror decided that you couldn't have any land you couldn't have any land you shouldn't be it's all ours we'll carve it up amongst yeah. our mates and so, you know, you could... The penalties for daring to pick wood yeah. in, a, in a public space was, was you know, that was it, you were done. Yeah, parts uh, are quite radical, aren't they, in a way? They are, and they actually come from... If you look at um, 
they are radical. And that, I think you're absolutely right. There's a thing about parks which is that um, they're a place for public enjoyment. Mm. There is nothing else. There's nothing else, you know, here. Yeah. Occasionally there's a bit of betterment. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> which is always so passionate. Like a bandstand is always... I always get a feeling that a bandstand is just, oh, God, <laughs> just fuck off. It's like, we shall improve the local community by having a band. You know, it's just... It, it, the, 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 but generally speaking, parks are just about pleasure. They're just about enjoying Yeah, exactly. Um, non-commercial. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. As well, well, but, uh, yes, so, to yes and no, to greater and lesser degrees, yeah. right? You go Batsy Park, right, which uh, was set up as part of the, the in fact, one of the reasons that I think Chelsea Bridge was put up, if I remember correctly, it was to allow North London to come over and civilize South London <laughs> uh, and and with their park, you know, and then yeah. show them how to use it properly. Um, these parks are. are, are you say they're non-commercialised, but you get like the play area in. Um, if you look at somewhere like um, Batsy Park, there used to be this amazing adventure playground, right. and it used to be you know wonderfully dangerous and ramshackle. And then the government, the, the, the local authorities, cut it down. They gave it to a private company who now charge. Oh really? So you you have to you 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 have to pay to play. I've never seen that before. Oh, you have to pay to get yeah, into yeah, playgrounds. Yeah. You That's have cheeky, to play. I mean, it's really awful. I think yeah. it's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, but I remember. You, but you, the public spaces would also be. You know, parks are kind of like, if you like, the, the official civic declaration of it. Mm. When I was a kid, if you got to Ballam, there was um, where the Waitrose is now, just which is opposite St. Hil- the Hildra Street Market. The market was just like chocker. 
it was absolutely heaving. Yeah. And where the Waitrose is, there used to be an adventure playground, and it was run by some sort of publicly funded social workers and you know youth workers. And um, all I remember about there's two things I remember about it. One was being allowed to paint the corrugate. We were allowed to paint animals on the corrugated iron outside. And the second thing I remember about it was that we. Um, they had a big telegraph pole that came out of the ground and it had a rope with a tyre on it, right? So you could swing around it. Yeah. But half the telegraph pole was in a massive great crater. Right. <laughs> so you'd run up, you'd launch yourself yeah, and you would yeah. swing into this void. Sounds brilliant. And it was <laughs> beautifully terrifying. Yeah. And, and, you know, now it's a waitress. So there were always these areas... There's well, they, they, they should have put the they should have put the the tire swing inside the Waitrose. You could have, you have swung round. It would have been a magnificent picked, thing. Picked up your artichokes. Yeah, yeah, it would have been <laughs> your venison, and yeah, then yeah. swung round to the and then swung swung out again. But it, you know, those I think there's a what I love about these public spaces are the fact not only do you get out do you see the sky mm. right you look how beautiful this is and in the distance is the is the wonderful um the incinerator out of sight George's <laughs> and uh, I always I always feel quite romantic about it because the red lights go on the top right and so when when you're walking down from the hill at the top you can see it from miles away you can see and it's like this is home do you know what I mean <laughs> look for the incinerator yeah well round the back of the incinerator has got some of the best apple trees right I'm just letting you know I'm giving <laughs> yeah. you a couple of points <laughs> um, there's the, the thing about all those parks I like Richmond Park which is just amazing I used mm. to go and I used to do um, I did the London to Paris bike ride so we, me and my mates used to do that Richmond Park park circuit which is just like you see all the you know yeah lots of in a, in a yeah people take that very that seriously really serious look on their and face and it's quite a big hill i've been up that hill it's nasty yeah it's nasty that's quite there's a, a couple hill. of inclines which are yeah. a little bit huffy and puffy but there is one nasty little hill and we, we just used to go round and round and round and then you grab a bit of cake and go, <laughs> put some calories in start shaking <laughs> and go back on yeah um and you look at all those parks. I, 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 I have a real sort of fond memory. Like Clapham Common, which is w- where I grew up, I regard that as an emotional map. That's a kind of like mm. a map that I can walk around. Yeah, and so go, you, I did this here. Exactly, you're re- remembering your. Yeah, yeah things so you've I can tell you, know, yeah. I remember, um, I can show you the first time I. I probably snogged a girl i was literally gonna say did you have your first kiss in the park yeah yeah and that was that yeah that was there and then i can from there we go around to the um to the pond Mm. which um was always this i I loved the ponds they always were exciting places because you get bats and stuff out there you get amazing you get um clapham common's got quite a lot of bats actually and it's very beautiful, especially at summer, to go out there. And um, what, because if you go out there at summertime at dusk, if you, I'd walk around there, and I'd be sort of huffing and puffing, walking around there. And, of course, all the CO2 and all this is coming out of me and all the heat. So all the midges come in, yeah. in right? And all the bats come in because of the midges. So I'm like a bat magnet. Right. right? <laughs> and, it's, and I love that. I love the way they come in quite close. I love the way yeah. that they swoop and everything. It's beautiful. Um, you can see all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't expect to see, whether it's turtles. There are turtles in Clapham Common Pond. Yeah. You know, you've got all the different birds up there. I find the whole place 
incredibly calming and very exciting. Um, Clapham Common Church, there's the, the Wilberforce Church, which is the Church of the Holy Trinity, which um, was where William Wilberforce went, you know, the, the, yeah, the parliamentary uh, person who is credited with stopping the slave yeah. trade. Well, he, he didn't. And they don't also mention that just down the road was George Hibbert, just literally 500 yards away is George Hibbert's house. George Hibbert was uh, owned, was part of the owners of the West India docks and the slave companies that went alongside it and uh, he actually became an MP so he could further um, the interests mm. of the slave trade and he went to the same church in fact he donated money to the church right. <laughs> so there's a real curious history because yeah. it's always remembered as an abolitionist church but abolitionism when you think people get very proud of being an abolition we abolished slavery before America where you know you can only really start that game if you look at the fact that to abolish something, which is good, you have to have started it. <laughs> you do actually have to have begun it, yeah. which is bad. Um, and actually, people forget that it's there was a women's movement that sort of like boycotted sugar. There were Quakers. There were the Chartist movement was actually not just fighting for universal suffrage, but the abolition of slavery. Yeah. You know, so there, there's a whole you know grassroots mob, if you like clamouring away um, we don't get taught much about this do we Mark no to be honest we don't and it's 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 because it's a whole radical history of it's not well it is a radical history in one way but it's also a very commonplace history mm. radical history is all around us mm. you know it genuinely is all around you've got AFC Wimbledon you've got Plough Lane just down there yeah. now 20 odd years ago Wimbledon Football Club was sold the owner sold it to property developers indeed yeah it became well yeah it was moved it to Milton MK Keynes. Dons yeah. MK Dons got, but all the people here just went no we're not having it exactly restarted restarted the club they formed yeah. AFC Wimbledon yeah. built it from nothing and, and now um, they're back I did the first benefit to raise money for the. But you Wimbledon for, for, for the, Yeah, yeah. I, I did the first benefit. Yeah. And I've sort of followed AFC Wimbledon at a distance. And when they put the new stadium up, I'm, I'm eight minutes from it, and I thought, there's no excuse. I'm now a season ticket holder. I love it. And I, I went up to Carlisle to see them. But what's brilliant about it is this is another bit of public space. And the public spaces, this is a charitable trust that owns the Dons we won community club of the year last year yeah. right because of the connections we have with food banks and sort of like making sure that old people have got proper furniture and beds and stuff like that and doing sort of computers for schools and access and diversity and getting all the sort of like proper you know it's proper community work you know and that's what yeah. you need now community resilience you need yeah. to be able to build this and you can to, yeah you can you can see that can't you when you yeah. see those clubs that have got uh, community involvement. You did. Yeah. You did a show with my friend Matt at um, Dulwich Hamlet the other week, didn't you? Which I love that. Yeah, I which is that. another club where you know you can feel the community involvement. Uh, it's it's really, beautiful. Really nice feeling. It's isn't a, it? and, and what I love about it is it's got. You go in there. It's got a big "Don't buy the sun" banner. It's got a big, <laughs> you know, uh, keep junk food out of sport. Yeah. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, and. I love that. I love the fact that in the bar there was a big flag and it was a trans flag and it exactly. said, didn't, doesn't matter which side yeah. you're on. Yeah. I love the fact that the door Everyone person... Welcome. Everyone welcome. Yeah. I love the fact that the door person um, who, who uh, Dulles Hamlet is a trans woman and I adore her. I adore her. She's so lovely. Yeah. Whenever I've played there, I've always got... I, like Last time I was playing there, I said, look, I've got my niece coming. She's a little bit wobbly at the moment. 
So when she gets in, can you just look like her? Oh, look after her, don't you? <laughs> and I see, I see her being ushered through. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's so lovely there. Yeah, exactly. They're just so lovely. It is very and, nice, and the pitch is be- it's a beaut. It's just a beaut. It's yeah. a real beaut. And I think you can see that joy of community involvement and that joy of a community space. We have loads of open days up there. Mm. You know, all sorts of people use it. All sorts of people go along to it. You know, we have an amazing women's team. We've got um, London, um, uh, the, the rugby league team there. Do you know what I mean? Which is really exciting. Um, it's the only professional rugby league team in London that are playing out of, which is just great. So these are these are public spaces, and what we get a lot is you get the public, you get the private incursion into public spaces. Mm. So if you go to somewhere like if you go to uh, Paddington Station and behind Paddington Station, there's a great big along the canals. There's a big public space. There's fountains. That's all privately owned. There yeah. are security guards there. They can tell you what to do. They can remove you from the area. They can kick you out. All of this kind of stuff. If you go to the City of London, if you go to um, Ludgate, you know this is all privately owned property. You can be removed you can't do something outside the stock exchange is private mm. it's privately owned public space right so um, you can't I, I went and did some stuff there I did um, we decided to do yeah, well I was just thinking about it, your TV shows. well we, we, we did a show about you, you were doing that called kind of Trespass yeah exactly where we found out that there's a privately owned like the little the, uh, if you go up to Liverpool Street there's um, the Royal Bank of Scotland bit mm. and it it's got a triangle that juts out from front of it of public space, but yeah. it still belongs to the... So we actually chalked out the distance of uh, along there. So we chalked out a 10-kilometre distance, like five kilometres... Five, five yards one way, five metres one way, five yeah. metres the other way. And basically, I did a 10k walk backwards, walking yeah. backwards and forwards. <laughs> that, yeah. Right? And we, we timed it. So we yeah. did that, and then we would do things like... Um, I did a... A walk, and I got. Um, I, th- I, I I was dressed as Sean the Sheep. Yeah. Um, because to celebrate, there's an. I think it's an Elizabeth Frink sculpture of the sheep uh, in there. And so I thought I'll walk backwards and forwards as a to try and get you know the biggest. Try and do a five k walk. Um, and we developed this thing called the Three Peaks. You know, like the Three Peaks walk yeah. that is, you know, Snowdon and then Nevis and Scarpapel. Uh, and um, Snowdon, Scarpapel and Ben Nevis. Yeah. Um, what we, we decided, we'd do them Three Peaks in London. So you do 5K or 10K outside each one. And I got bounced. I got the security threw me off, right, <laughs> to shorn the sheep. was absolutely <laughs> bounced. Um, and I've got some beautiful pictures of me being bounced. So we yeah. then organised the mass trespass of Shaun the Sheep. Pe- people wearing Shaun the Sheep masks. I think it's really important to challenge those things. Yeah. Public space is public space. You know, we're not there by the graciousness of you. We're there because it's public. If you don't like it, fuck off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's really important. These things are really important. It the is, Tem- isn't it? The Thames footpath. Is uh, as another thing, you know. Yeah. You can walk along it. There's bits where you, on, especially on the north side, on the east, you have to leave the path and come out. Walk you along. You do when they, yeah. There's houses along the river, isn't yeah, there? Yeah. You have to go. There's back. a bit where you walk along yeah. and you actually, you, they've got a little bit of public footpath, and there must be some kind of tax beneficiary to having the public footpath there. Um, so they, what they've done, is they've got. 
that we're just sitting on the turning circle yeah. by the way for, for the, the <laughs> graveyard um, you go inside the building you have to get through yeah. these security doors you have to go up to the security desk and then they'll show you another door and you can walk out onto this veranda which is part of the Thames right. footpath right. and so what we did was we just went oh well this is ours so let's use it so we said everyone meet up at Tower Bridge and then we walked everyone around on a Sunday it was a nice day and um, I pressed the buzzer and waved at the bloke and he nodded opened the door and 150 of us just came in <laughs> and we set up a comedy club on the veranda yeah. and everyone had bought sweets and food and cakes and all of that and we just shared it all out and then did a gig we did gigs Josie Long was there Tiff T Stevenson was there absolutely beautiful yeah and I love that idea that you can play we did a gig in a car park once me and Josie Long and Grace Petrie just set up a gig let people know top story car park the idea that you you know, you might take advantage of public space. The RMT, you know, going on the picket line, you know, it's brilliant. There's a public space. You get out there and you perform and you you run a picket. And yeah. and I love going along and doing stuff there. I thought it was always really interesting in your TV shows as well, Mark. That inevitably security guards or the police would turn up at some point yeah. and they'd be like, "Oh, it's Mark Thomas." Yeah. And they, they would, it's almost like they didn't they didn't really want to kick you guys out. They kind of. I felt like they empathised with you a little bit. There's a little bit of you empathy, to, you see, you see and there was a little bit of, oh, please don't make me look bad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So there was a little bit of both. But I think that's where humour can be good to uh, diffuse yeah. the situation yeah. as well, can't it? Shall we wander Let's wander, let's wander, let's wander, exactly. Um, but yeah, that show, Mark... I've got to go and look after my mum in a minute. Exactly, we'll... we'll um, Come up this way. Let's go up, let's go up this way. But that show... Well, I was talking to Michael Cumming for one of these podcasts and he, he's a lovely chap yeah he was remembering what it was like to, to film that show but I have to say Mark that was one of my favourite programmes when I was a teenager I signed up to study politics at university you're, you're very inspirational to me and I thought how you were blending comedy and politics was really interesting well, it's making I, people I, sit up and listen yeah. well you still want to create that you still yeah. want to create spaces where you can play yeah. where you can say things as far as I'm concerned being on stage is the place I feel happiest yeah do you know what I mean I I, I feel most me I feel most alive I feel most in the moment well you can tell that and you're a natural orator aren't you you've got that I, ability I, people want to listen to you I love being there because you, you haven't got an option were you ever scared when you started yeah and I still am on occasion yeah you know um I was speaking at this uh, at the picket line, and mm. you know, there's a van trying to get past me. <laughs> you know? And it, it, yeah, there are occasions when you, you know, you have to. There are things that you do that you think, oh blimey, this could go wrong. Oh, look at that! There's a lovely dragonfly. Oh yeah! Wow, that's, that's just gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was. There were there are things that you do get. I think the thing was. Uh, when I first did it, you know, I'd stay awake all night worrying about what was going to happen, you know, when we were filming the telly show. Mm. And um, by the end of it, it was like, my son, I remember once, my son woke me up and just went, Dad, there's a missile in the front garden. <laughs> and it was, because I was the only one who could get this missile and it yeah. had been delivered on a Sunday. So I said, I'll put it in the front. And um, Was that the arms, was that related to the arms trader? Yeah, there was, it was to, related to the arms yeah. trader. And, and it was just like, but it was like, we went from kind of like, oh my God, can we do this? To there's a missile in the front garden, <laughs> you know. And I, I you, you never quite, you never quite got, 
used to it in a way. Yeah. Uh, there was, you never, my feeling was when we got to the point where we thought, oh, we can do this, then we really should stop. Yeah. And that's what we did, which is, I was quite, I'm quite pleased and proud of the fact that um, by the end of it, we just went, okay, we've had enough. We can, we've, we've done what we set out to do. It worked really well. I loved the kind of punk spirit to it as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there was a lot of DIY. Yeah, you're having fun. You were kind of making it up on the hoof. And it's like when you were watching it, it seemed seemed like that. Michael had done stuff for the word. And there was kind of that. There was that feeling of it being a bit bit kind of seat of the pants. And the camera was like wobbling. I love Michael. He's he's just one of the... the, Michael was the director of the show. He was the director um, of Mark Thomas Comedy Products. He was just... He's just one of the most gorgeous human beings going. Yeah. Yeah. And I I talked to him a lot about uh, Brass Eye as well, which is kind of around the same... It's very funny because I still work with one of the researchers Mm. uh, from the programme. And I've worked with her for now... Oh, God, over 20 years. Yeah. And we still work together on books and programs and make stuff together. And she, you know, I just, I, I have a a huge fondness and respect for the work that the team did. Yeah. Uh, who I worked with. I was very lucky to work with a great yeah. team. Well, you, you guys were bringing, you know, topics into the mainstream that people weren't necessarily reading about like the Elisu Dam and yeah. like Palestine and like all these corporate kind of interests nefarious corporate interests that are doing all these things people weren't necessarily hearing those stories I think a lot of the time Mark maybe people learn about those things for the first time from watching your program in a way that maybe they do with kind of John Oliver's show now as well in America which is that's quite exciting though that's a nice thing yeah. do you know what I mean that's the great thing about stand up you can make it about anything you want yeah you yeah. don't have to... There, there are no rules. Yeah. You know, there's a rule that says eventually someone has to laugh. Yeah. But well, that, hopefully. <laughs> you know, that's about it. Now, listen, should we go out here? Yeah, let's do it. I'll take you out this way. Let's do it. Because there's, there's a couple of entrances. And this is the uh, way back to the tube. And so what's, uh, what's, next, what's next for you, Mark? You've got this tour coming up, haven't you? Yeah, which is just me being rude and sort of running around and screaming and shouting and getting people to sing songs well that sounds brilliant and then we're working on a, where do I get my ticket <laughs> a new show there's two new shows next year uh, one which is a play written by Ed Edwards which is really great which he's written it specifically for me and we've worked together to create it yeah which is about it's a ghost story about addiction oh right, right. so it's a proper bit of drama oh, and it's also about colonial violence coming home yeah so that's quite interesting um, and then we've got a lovely we're looking at doing a show on um, on children on actually children mm. in care right so the state's role as parent mm-hmm. and what's going right and what's going wrong yeah. so this is the high street we're at Teton Road yeah the high street so we'll wrap up here Mark Thomas thank you so much appreciate that's your an, time that's an absolute pleasure I hope you, you stand you, man, you stand on the cusp of every culinary delight you could ever I wish for. I can smell it as well. There's so many nice smells in the air. You've got two of the greatest. Um, you've got Chutney and Dosa down there, yeah. and then you've got Dewat. Dewat's one of the greatest. Uh, and, and Lahore Karai's all right, too. That's a good one. But yeah. 
in those markets, in the indoor markets, you've got everything. What I love is they haven't quite managed to gentrify it. Yeah. <laughs> so you've actually got sort of like, you know, there'll be a sushi bar next to the sari material shop. And there's, yeah. there's literally a Philippine restaurant opposite the pet shop. <laughs> it's, it's, one of, it's one of my great... Yeah. Well, that's the great, great thing about love. London, isn't it? All these different things together, all these different people together. This is the joy of London. Yeah, I think it really I is. I mean, you feel like this is proper London. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I love it. Yeah. Mark, thank you so much. That's a Appreciate pleasure. Appreciate I hope you enjoyed that episode of Park Date. Um, there's lots more where that came from, and there'll be more in the future as well. If you enjoyed it, please leave a review, um, good or bad, make them funny. I'll be reading out the best ones, and there'll be a prize for the one that makes me laugh the most. Name check some trees in your reviews and leave them wherever you get your podcast from. Check out our website, parkdate.co.uk. And um, if you see me walking around in the park, come and say hello. I think that was the sound of someone sneezing. Um, yes. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hola, amigos. ¿Y qué tal? En el próximo episodio de Paquetate es Colin el Capipara. Colin el Capipara es directo de Buenos Aires, Argentina. En el próximo episodio de Paquetate. Ya. Hasta luego. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.